This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, it's a fabulous day here in Denver, except for there's more snow. But with that said, the, what we're going to have is a really great, number one, a review of an awesome show we did oh, eight or nine months ago with the amazing Daniel Hampson, who created the Authors Show, one of the top podcasts for authors to be featured on, to talk about their expertise, to talk about their books, and to domino it globally. So Daniel's back with us to talk about more tips and tricks for 2020, how you can take your vision, your book, your heart, your soul, your passion, and take it to the next, next level. And I was thrilled to say Daniel was with us on the Publishing at Sea cruise that was last month. And next year, uh, for the week of February 21st, she will be joining us as part of our faculty. So I would suggest you put that on your calendar if you want to really learn how to take you and your book to the next, next level. You really would love to be on the Publishing at Sea, a full week at sea. When we're at sea, we work with you. And when we're in port, we just want you to go play. So, Daniel, welcome back. Thank you, Judith. Thank you for having me back. All right. So what's new and hot for podcasting and authors this year? Well, well, what's new is the advancement that podcasting has uh, has been going through since it first started. You know, going back, I actually started in 2005 to do podcasting. The word podcast was not even used yet. So we went from that period of time with barely anyone listening to right now statistics show that there are over 800,000 podcasts out there with 28, over 28 million episodes for people to select from and a, um, a huge amount of listeners. Uh, over 70, over 60% of the population actually listens to podcasts. So it has really moved ahead quite a lot. Oh, I, I'm dying to ask you, what did you call it in 2005? <laughs> what was I, it called? Yeah. <laughs> 15 years well, ago. Whoa. That, that is 15 years ago. I really was within the publishing industry. I was actually the very first one to create a podcast and did not realize where it was going to take me. But fast forwarding 15 years later, I'm still here doing it. But at the time, I actually started by doing a video podcast. Uh, it was called at the time Web TV, and I started strictly with Arizona, which is, of course, the state where I'm living. And I started as Arizona Web TV. And uh, the 
I, I was just filming Arizona authors. And of course, the, you know how authors are. They talk to one another, which is a great thing. And they talk to other authors all in different states. So I was getting requests from authors in California, in Washington State, et cetera. So I could no longer call the show Arizona Author, so I moved to the author show. And then a couple of years later, I continued for two years with the video only, and then only a couple of years later is when I actually started to move to audio only, because from a logistical standpoint, since the technology had not evolved as it is today with webcams and, and all of that kind of things, mm-hmm. I found that you know doing audio was going to be a lot easier. So that's how that's kind of the story in a nutshell of the author show. And very portable too. Although webcams are portable. I mean they're heaven knows where they all go. But <laughs> or maybe we don't yeah, I know, know but, where they all go. Yeah, I know, but the the one thing that I like about audio podcasts as opposed to video podcasts is that it's much easier to use when you if you are a multitasker like I am and I know you are too, you know, you you can't really watch a video, especially not here in Arizona where you do jogging because you end up in a cactus. So you can't can't watch a video, at least you know, should not watch a video when you are driving a car. But a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car. The, the majority listen to podcasts at home, but still, though, the next uh, thing that they do when they drive a car is actually to listen to podcasts more and more than te- a typical radio. Well, you know what? I have a close friend of mine who's an Uber driver, and he listens to podcasts all day long in between some of the news clips he likes shows, but he listens to between his rides. So yeah. Yeah. it's out there. Yeah. Amazing. It, it, it's out there. Yeah. It's, and it's here to stay. It, it really is it's still in the development, and it's here to stay. People are really coming to podcasts. And even, you know, what was interesting is I was reading a little while ago some interesting statistic regarding even advertising. Do you know that people pay more attention to actually advertising in podcasts than they do in, ad- in advertising in television? That tells you one other thing is that if they are looking, excuse me, if they are listening to even the ads that are embedded in podcast episodes, you know that they're listening to the content. So for an author to be interviewed on a podcast and talk about his or her book, that is a great thing to do. That that's an amazing data point. I mean, I actually wrote down everything you said that they, there's more listening to a podcast advertisement than on television. I mean, I mute it yep. and fast forward it. I have to tell you. All right, so I want to go back to. So we have, I think, last time we talked. This is you're talking about exponential growth. Last time we talked, there was about seven hundred and fifteen thousand podcasts out there. So now it's over eight hundred thousand. So we're looking about a huge leap forward. Um, I think that the numbers are pretty specific, that the sixty percent are listening. And I think I heard at one time, Danielle, maybe you can correct me, that eighty percent actually listen to or at least 80% of a full podcast is listened to have you heard any numbers around you know what what kind of uh, percentage I I know that there's a lot of that percentage floating around. I have Mm -hmm. not read about that specific one right now, but I can tell you one thing, though, is that as of 
in uh, in 2019, when actually we came in at the tail end of 2018, they were estimating, and those are the big research centers, by the way, they were uh, looking at the, the podcasting industry, they were estimating that for 2019, there was going to be about 144 million people in the United States alone that would be listening to podcasts. Well, I looked at the stats uh, back at about in August, we had already reached that amount of people. So the estimates were kind of on the low end. We are even beyond that. So, yes, people to listen to podcasts, whether they listen to 80% of it, it depends on really the content of the podcast. It really depends on that. Well, that that's fascinating. And it just shows you that podcasting is a trend, not a fad, because I think still people that's right. poo-poo it. You know, they still do yeah. poo-poo. And that I, I hope you are using in your descriptions on social media that you are the pioneer in podcasting. How do you like that? Uh, it has become my tagline. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect. I I'm use applauding. it everywhere. <laughs> because you really want to tap into that. Make sure that we have it on your bio for the cruise coming up. Um, so it, the, the new thing is it's just continuing to grow, 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 grow. Yeah. And um, what are the, if an author, let's talk about what you created, which now has become the author's show. How often does that play how uh, how often do you have a new guest or an author on that's featured maybe maybe what i'd love to have you do is just walk me sh sh through the author show how's that well, typically now in our 14 plus year, I can't say 15 yet because we are in year number 15. In the 14 plus year that we've been doing this, and I say we because I have a, a team of a few people who work at this with me, uh, we have processed over 5,000 authors from around the world. And if you do the math, that would be basically an author day every day of the year, including weekends. So typically what we do is we, we actually broadcast every single day, Monday through Thursday, we broadcast seven different shows every single day. So seven different authors. And then wow. on weekends, which, yeah, which on weekends, which is for me, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, uh, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we actually do a lot of reruns. Primarily, uh, people who have, uh, purchased one of our back of the, back of the, uh, the back of the book, so to speak, uh, uh, marketing plan. And then we, we pro program them to broadcast for a full three day, which is something that they really love to do. So that's basically, and just to give you an idea, I was just talking to one of my hosts this morning. I asked actually both of them, I said, okay, what's your plan for this week? How many interviews do you, new interviews do you have? And they have nine interviews. So we're going to have nine new interviews that we're going to be putting in the can, so to speak, for mm -hmm. the next couple of weeks. Well, that's terrific. And I, and I know that it's, I mean, one of our uh, uh, attendees, literally, came from the interview you and I did to the cruise, like from South Africa. South Africa. Yes, he so, did, yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. All right. That was very cool. We had another one, uh, one of our uh, children book authors who had been on the show as well, and she came also, not from South Africa, but she came from the U.S., and she was also part of the cruise. 
Yeah, they they had a really good time um, yeah. with it. So, so we you have a vast array now. How do, do do you screen who you feature, or do they apply? How do they go about it to become they on the do apply. show? Oh, yeah. You know what? They, Here's what I want you to do because I just just didn't realize this that um, we're right up to our first commercial break. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. Daniel Hampson's with us. We're talking about podcasting and with us today is a pioneer who has been on the air for over 15 years before it was called podcasting daniel hampson will be back with more answers to your questions that you'd probably want to ask her if you were in person This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at AuthorU.org. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. 
So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty, so with us is Danielle Hampson. She's a pioneer in podcasting before the word was ever created. Um, and it was more like a web TV. And then it kind of evolved into mostly audio, which we, those of us who do it, prefer. Um, and then the other thing is that there are all kinds of ways that you can get on podcasts. We're going to talk about the authors, and that's a plural, the author's show uh, that Danielle created, and you can find it at theauthorshows.com. But with that, Danielle, how does how does someone get your attention? Maybe I'll ask it that way. The, the easiest way to do it and the most efficient way to do it so that we at this end keep our sanity is to actually go to our website, theauthorsshow.com, and to click on the button that says request interview here. That will put up a form. Uh, when they uh, fill in that form, that email, it, it goes on a third-party provider that I use, and it comes to me, and we start the research. I am the first one who starts the research. Every single author who comes on the show is researched quite extremely uh, before we put them on the show. I do not put absolutely everybody on, and there are certain things that we just do not want on the show either. So they go to the website, and they request, they put together the, uh, the submit, and submit the form. That's just that easy as that. We ask them that they do give all the information that is requested, because the easier it is that to, for them to be found, the better their chances are to be on the show. It is what amazes me, and I'm sure that you, in, in, in what you do, you've experienced the same thing. It's amazing how sometimes authors, not voluntarily, of course, but they make it really difficult for, for you to find them. And well, you know, I, I don't I'll get add, that. I'll, I'll add to it. It's downright stupid. Um, yeah. and, and, and I hope I, I probably push a few people's button when they hear me say this. But if you are... <laughs> Are you going to be so naive to think that someone who would be really interested in having you would uh, spend an hour trying to track you down? They're not going to do it. You have got to make it easy peasy for them. So you give them everything they need to know. And I'm going to, I'm just going to loop here, Daniel, back to their websites. One of my button posters is on your, these contact pages that say, uh, give me your name and your email and maybe your phone number. And, and tell me what you're, you're trying to contact me about. We have no idea if you check your, uh, your transfer pages that goes to email every day or even if your website is working. Guess what? Gremlins can screw stuff up. Put your phone numbers out there and your emails so someone can pick up your phone and call you. There, there could be, for like what I do, and events that I may need to get a fill in. Um, and, and Daniel probably has had something scheduled and all of a sudden, you know, the studio set up, everything's ready to go. And the, the guest is in la la land. Well, we're going to try to scramble and fill it with someone. If we can't find who we think would be great, uh, sucks to be you. All right. I said it, Daniel. <laughs> 
Well, you're absolutely right. You know, they, they just don't think about that. But, it, you know, I, I get requests sometimes where I'm, I'm going to use a, 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 a typical name as an example. Somebody, Jane Doe, who sends a, a, submits an interview request and says, well, you can find me on, on, uh, on, on Facebook. You know how many Jane Doe there could be? There could be thousands of them. Or even, and I'm sure you've heard that too, even in interviews themselves, when we ask them, especially at the tail end of the interview, where can you be found? Where can can, can people find out more about you and about your book? They say, well, you can, you know, just Google my name and you'll find me. That is not the right answer. You have to be precise. And the same thing on an interview request, because whether it's uh, uh, us or anybody else, and you know that, that, a lot of people want to come on podcast. So it's not that we're just waiting for you to show up. We have a lot of offers there for you know, of, of a lot of people to select from to be on the show. Therefore, the easier you make it for us to find you, the better it is and the better your chances are. So once they submit that form and we can find them easily, if we don't find them easily, we pretty much move to next. And uh, then we do a level <laughs> yeah. of research yeah. to people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I have no choice. I got to do it that way because you can't spend a lot of time on all of that initially. But we do spend, by the way, approximately between myself, my assistant, and also the host who's going to be doing the podcast at that particular episode, we spend on average about four hours of research on that particular author. We do a lot of stuff. And then, of mm-hmm. course, once we decide, I'm, I'm kind of the traffic uh, person, I decide which host does what interview. And once that host gets the, uh, all the information about the author and his or her book, then the host will get in touch directly with the author. Or if the author has a representative, such as a nation, for example, or a PR person, then if they prefer that we contact them, we'll do that. But we do require the author's email address because for scheduling purpose, it is very important that we have a way to get in touch directly with the author who is going to be the guest on the show because life happens. People yes. can have a, God forbid, a car accident, get sick, and things uh, you know cannot happen. But if you have to go through another third party, it messes up everything. And, and it does. So email and phone number, please. I'm just going to say leave your oh, mobile yeah. number um, so they can get back. I always ask for it for my guests or anything I'm doing. Um, I, I need to know. And, you know, I do a lot of print uh, interviews and other interviews. I Not only when they book me, but I want to know their numbers in case life happens. And it does. Yeah. So that's and, and that's okay. all on the yeah, and that's yeah, all and then, on the on the form that we have. And uh, for the purpose of the show, the best way for authors who are listening to this who would like to su- submit an interview request for, I would highly recommend that they go to authorshowpodcast.com. That will get them to the right form. Authorshowpodcast.com. All right. So for that, it's not plural; it's singular. That one is singular. Yeah. Okay, authorshowpodcast.com, and that will take, get you into the author show stream of, of things yeah. so they can get started on that. All right, so you, you've, you shared, and I'm really glad you did, because that a lot of people think that, uh, well, maybe, maybe a lot of podcasters are just going by the wing of their pants, but, but that there's four hours roughly of prep per guest. And so yep. you're in your research, what are you looking for, one? And what could an author submit to you that would make your life easier? 
to cut your research down? Uh, no matter what we do to research, the first, of course, the first place that we go for research, two places that we absolutely go to, Amazon and the author website. Now, many authors nowadays, which I do not understand why either, do not have a website, which is, in my view, and I think you will agree with me, it's a major mistake. Authors <laughs> need to have their own website because that is the only platform that they control. They couldn't, they cannot, they do not control Facebook. They do not control Amazon. If those two entities ever disappear, and I know it's kind of a laughable thing because nobody thinks of Amazon ever disappearing, but that's not the point. The point is you as the author need to be able to control your own destiny. And if you just use Facebook because it's a free platform to do your marketing, you're missing the boat. Oh, they've they've they're they've fallen off the boat, in my opinion. And by the way, <laughs> hey, I didn't bring up the stupid word again, but um, that's I feel that way about websites too. And the other thing is, guess what? Amazon does change it. They all change. Yeah. And there yeah. was one of the best programs for authors to get their bu- their books up quickly on Amazon uh, through one of the portals, which has now been suspended since last May for anybody new. And I, I could get a book a book up that had, you know, ordered in a thousand copies. We were going to do a massive marketing program um, pre-May. And I would have that book up on the Amazon platform in one day or less. And I could it, we could really just, you know, do expansive push out. The rules are changing. They're making lots of changes. So that where we thought we can control it, I'm an old timer. I'm like you're I was on there in a long time ago. So I still have that portal open to me in any new book I author and come along or I'm publishing for another author. I can have that up within the day. And we can bang we've got a we've got a unique link and we can start pushing uh pre sales and really get them up there. And does that work? Oh, yeah. I just got an order in yesterday for a client for 258 books. Pre-sale, it's not going to be out for three more weeks. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that authors should not be on Facebook or on Amazon. Quite the contrary. No, they should be there. Mm-hmm. But they should not just rely on that. They also need, They should be actually on as many platforms as they can because it adds to the exposure, but they do need their own platform that they control, where they control the complete narrative. And a lot of them now nowadays, they fail to do that. Well, I, I didn't realize that was growing. So thank you for that insight. I just, I to me, having your website's a no-brainer and that it is a thing you control. It is your global awareness, your global business card. Mm-hmm. And and it's where you collect emails, which is the gold of your website. So, okay. So with two minutes before our next break, Danielle, um, we've talked about the things that, you know, you go to the website, you go to Amazon first. Where else do you go to start digging up things that might um, support well, I look, again, as I, as I said, I look at Amazon, I look at the website, uh, I look also at their Facebook page, I take a look at, you know, what kind of content that they put on there, I go to Twitter, I go to LinkedIn, uh, I do favor a lot of authors who are have a profile and are active on LinkedIn, because I happen to love LinkedIn, it's a very professional platform, in my view, that's just my personal opinion, it's a much better platform 
than uh, Facebook because a lot of things that authors do not consider that actually being an author is a business. And on LinkedIn, you have more of a business audience than anything else. So it's a good platform to be on. So I do a lot of review of all of those platforms. Right. And LinkedIn also (laughs) offers authors an amazing array of little tools that are all in the free side from publishing mm-hmm. your blogs to doing so much. So, you know, both Danielle and I encourage you, make sure you get up on Danielle for a more professional feel. With that, we're going to take one more break. This is Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. I always love the side conversations I get to have with my guest. Um, sometimes I'll ask, is there something we've missed we'd like to cover? So we make sure we cover that. Or is there something else uh, uh, just pops up in our conversation, which just happened? And that Danielle, you know, opened up the topic of the fear factor of some 
authors are really afraid. Um, and, and I've had that. I Sometimes people feel they have to script out everything. They can't relax and just have a conversation. Um, and that, you know, I've always felt you certainly should have your key points you want to get across. But I think you need to trust your, your the person who's interviewing you, that they've done their homework so that can happen. Daniel, I'd love to have your thoughts on that. Well, I totally agree with that. The, a lot of the authors, as I said earlier in our conversation, we've processed over 5,000 authors in 14 plus years. So, and out of those 5,000, a lot of them actually were very, very nervous. Yet, all it is really is a telephone conversation, but they are so mm-hmm. self-conscious that it is being recorded. Well, that's where the power of editing comes into play. We take out all <laughs> of the mistakes so they don't have to fear that. But one of the reasons why they are fearful is because being an author, of course, is a very lonely profession. Most authors write on their own, and therefore they get used to being alone because they spend a lot of time writing. So when it comes to to the, the having to talk about themselves and having to talk, the talk about their work, they really sometimes, quite often actually, like, or that's at least a little bit challenging for them. Yet doing an interview is a really great recipe for that because what you do, if you do an interview, doing a podcast interview, and also acquiring a copy of that interview really offers the authors the opportunity to present their work one time and do it right and have it edited, and have a final file, and post that file, of course, on their website. That's the first place it should go, but also on social media platforms, and that depends on what the rules and regulations are for those platforms. And then they can use it over and over again, thus making it available 24-7 to the world in any time zone. So readers can listen to the author present their work while they are sleeping, or, God forbid, women (laughs) go shopping. And as I mentioned earlier, the 2019, although the numbers, the final numbers are not there yet, but it was estimated that 144 million people were going to be listening to podcasts in the U.S. alone last year. And by mid-2019, we were already there. So the numbers are going to be unbelievable. And by the way, that is up from just 11 million people in 2006, which was the very first year that the industry uh, started to keep statistics. And as I said, you know, I started the author show even before that. But going back to uh, why they should do an interview of podcast and not fear that is because it really gives them an opportunity to do it one time in a professional manner and then use that. If they are fearful about speaking about what it is that they do, they can use that interview over and over and over again and invite people to come to their own website and take a listen to them present their work in a professional manner. Of, of course. And, you know, for it, let's say it's a fiction author. They could put out a little clip and, and make sure that, by the way, you use hashtags and all that at the end after the link. But you could just really put it, discover how I created my characters and, and discovered their names. And you could do all kinds of goodies to offer mm-hmm. a little intrigue, um, an invitation, a peek behind the author's thinking and their, their writing habits. I mean, I think you can do so much with this so much which is very cool 
Well, not only can you, as I said, put the file on your own website and on social media platform, but you can either, you know, take some, some snippets out of it and use them in your marketing approach, uh, your marketing strategy, rather, uh, to promote what it is that you are writing. And another question that I would like to address is, you know, should authors be interviewed on just one or two podcasts and how often should they do it? I think mm. authors really should look at being interviewed on as many podcast as possible, but they need to re really research the podcast because not all podcasts are created equal. Well, then, now that you've thrown that question out and that answer to it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I think it's great. Uh, so how do we go about researching? Well, that that's the whole thing. You've got to research. Number one, you start with, you know, check the, how the show is produced. That would be the number one thing. And research the host because a lot of the podcasts that are out there, I host produced and hosted. And that can be a good thing if the, the host is also very talented. But that cannot necessarily be the best thing either. So a lot of hosts uh, or shows use guests as fillers only meaning that the show is really about them and not about the guests. So you need to check that to make sure that and, – and the only way you can do that is by going to these podcasts and listening to some of their shows. Don't listen to just one or two, but listen to a bunch of them. You should listen to at least six of these episodes on any podcast that you feel that you would like to be featured on and see how much time they allocate to the guests. And by the way, it's not a fact that it's a one-hour podcast, for example, or a 30-minute podcast. It's how much time are you going to be able to have available to you to present your own message? And how does the host also interact with you? Will that host let you really come in with your own message and promote it as well? And check the quality of the production. A lot of production out there still is kind of very iffy. You know, if you exposure on a poorly produced podcast can actually hurt the author rather than help. So you really do need to do that research. And the only way really to do is to find podcasts you want to be on and also then start listening to a lot of those episodes. Well, that's really wise advice, too. I, I think that anything I always said that about television or a radio show, you've got to listen in. I mean, if you're doing a radio show in Timbuktu, Alabama, and you live in mm -hmm. Oregon, that's going to be probably difficult. But uh, it's, right. if, you're, if you're featured and you're booked on a radio show, this is a tip for everyone, that you – you call in about 15 minutes before so you can hear the flow of what the host does and how it operates and the interaction if they have a co-host. That will help you a lot. And you may even decide, uh-oh, this isn't a fit, which, by the way, I've had happen to me. But <laughs> so how can you how can you make the best of it if if you're not going to bail? Um, so that researching is critical. The host how it's produced, listen to some broadcasts, um, and then how, do, what, how what's the best technique, Daniel, to reach out and pitch yourself? The first thing that an author needs to do is to be prepared and to really lay down an entire, like a cheat sheet of, okay, what do I want to see to pitch myself to a show? And what, when I'm accepted, what do I want to talk about and how do I want to go about that? Not all shows 
are good for you. If you are doing, if your book is about, and some will use stupid examples, but if your book is about cauliflowers, you do not want to go on a show that talks about the Kardashian, uh, unless they do like cauliflowers, maybe. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just can't think of something right now, but you want to really go on, you, a show has a specific audience. Not all podcast listeners go to the same shows. They go to shows to podcast for specific topic that they are interested. One of the top podcasts on the, in, on the planet uh, is crime podcast. So people who go to listen to the podcast are interested in crime. True crime is a big one. So if you're interested in crime or your book or your book's writing is about true crime, then you mm. absolutely want to go on these podcasts, but you do not want to be on other ones. Again, I'll go back to the Cauliflower podcast. I don't know if there is one, but anyway, so you, oh, I think you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> or, veg- or vegetables, but maybe vegetables. We would find it in there. maybe vegetables. <laughs> yeah, but you do want, and you know, you want to bring up in terms of pitching the the show. You want to pitch the producer, by the way. You don't pitch the, necessarily the host, unless the host is the producer. You want to pitch the producer. The producer is the one who directs traffic and who pretty much decides uh, how how to go about the uh, the show. And again, that can be one of the same person, but it's not always the case. And but you want to make sure that you put in your pitch how you can you your appearance as a guest is going to benefit the show. It's not about you when you pitch. It's about them. So you want mm-hmm. to cater to that. You want to tell them how you, they're going to benefit from bringing you. You have a, probably a certain expertise. Okay, my expertise is in XYZ. You have a show that has an audience that's interested in XYZ. Bring me on, and I can tell you about one, two, three, and four, and you want to put that in a bullet point format because if you start writing like an essay, people are not going to read it. No, you they don't. And you know, I argue, really argue with people and trying to go in and break it up. But it, it's yeah. always amazing to me that they don't get that people read in sound bites. Um, and a producer is not going to read that entire page you said in. They are looking for something and the first things to grab them, just like a agent or anyone you're trying to query. They, you got to have it at the top, grab my attention, what's the benefit to mm-hmm. me and or my audience, um, and this is how you can contact me. Yeah. But that that's my two bits. <laughs> well, it's a good one, too, because that's exactly how it should be. You know, uh, bullet points have become my, best, my new best friend, my new BFF. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. <laughs> 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 my, my new best friend. <laughs> All bullet right. points, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bullet points. Yep, I think so. All right, so they've got the attention, um, and you're going to do that. And now, can we – I'd love to segue. We, we're, we're almost up to our next break. We are having such a good time here. Um, but can you open up the window that – let's say that you have really a fun – a fun interview, it works well, sounds good, you're excited. What should an author be doing next then with that? And I don't expect you to answer that in 30 seconds, but we can just kiss it to get it started. 
They need to let the world know about it. They need to toot their horn and to just post on, on social media that they are on show XYZ and that if it's a li- especially if it's a live one, that they have to go and look at it or, or listen to it now. And if it's some, once something that has been recorded, here are the dates. And uh, hopefully the production people are going to tell you when that thing is going to be broadcast. And you got to let it know. And we address that with the author show. And we can go after the breaker to go a little we bit will. more into that if you want. Oh, yes, we will. All right. We'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Danielle Hampson. She is a pioneer in podcasting, starting her first podcast, 15 years ago. At the time, it wasn't even called podcasting. And the first stats came out in 2006 that said, gee, 11 million people are listening. Last year, over 144 million were listening in. So it's a uh, trend. This is not a fad. And if you're not taking advantage of it, 
that would be a boo-boo in your column, I think. And if you want to know more about Daniel's show or being featured on it, which would be way cool in my opinion, all you need to go to is a www.authorshowpodcast.com. That's Author Show podcast.com and fill out the submission forms and get ready to have the interview of a lifetime for yourself. Okay, Daniel, we were talking about as we segued out very quickly, a whole bunch of things that you should be doing once you appear on a podcast and maybe the the prep work you need to do um, to get ready. So when the show is completed and the link is available, what you can do, what you should be doing so you can immediately push it out and not let it go into the back drawer. Different podcasts work, of course, differently. Everybody does things a little bit differently. I can go with what I, we do here at the author show. We prepare once the interview has been conducted of course because we don't do them live we do them edited and there's a good reason why we do them edited it's because we want to make sure that it's professionally produced and that all of what i mean by that is that all of the mistakes that both parties do the guest as well as the host all of those mistakes are being taken out the blank space all of that's taken out so we want really a very good product so that the author if they decide to acquire a copy that they can be proud about the product that they have that showcases their their work and themselves. So the first thing that they want to do, and we do this at the author show, we let the, the authors know once the author, we don't do anything until the show, the episode has been edited to make sure that it is good to go. Once we know it's good to go, we prepare an image. The image that is going to be featured that particular episode with the book cover of the author as well as the name of the author, and we are going to be posting this. We typically post on LinkedIn, on Facebook, multiple accounts, and also on Twitter. And the image that we create is completely uh, social media friendly. It fits all of those three major platforms. So the, the author who received that image, we send it. There's no cost with that. We send it. We give it to the author for free, and they can then use Use that image and repost it, and they need to do that. They need to put it on the LinkedIn's of the world, of the Facebooks of the world, the Twitters of the world, and everywhere that they, whatever social media platform that they prefer to use. They need to let the know the world know that they have been featured on that particular show. Because one of the things that a lot of authors do is that do they do not let other people know about their work and you know their books and, and what it is that they do. So if you do not let people know that you even exist and that your work is around, how do you expect them to find it? It's not gonna happen. So you need to blast that out there on social media and ask your own people who are following you to also retweet, repost, re-whatever, but do this as much as we can. We post our images and our tw- on, on Twitter especially, we actually post to over 800,000 book fans all over the planet. So you've got, you got to do that. And it's not enough for the show to do it. You have to do it too. Don't expect just the show to do it all for you. You have to do your part as well. The more you do, the better your chances are to be discovered for your work. And, and let me add to that, to support that, Every, everything that would be an AAA to do all that. But let, let's give you an A+. You do it day after day, or you kind of start set it up into your social media schedule to let people know about your book, and you start pushing it out over a period of time in addition. Uh, 
Um, I think that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They think once up, that's it. No more. And that's a boo-boo in my opinion. That is a boo-boo indeed. You don't want to do it just one time because you are limiting the odds of being found because there's just so much stuff out there. You need to do it many times, but you got to be careful also that you don't overdo it because otherwise you may be blacklisted by the social media platform. For example, we at the author show, we do not post twice the same posting within the same day or even within one day we do we would do this every other day so that we are we cannot we will not be blacklisted because otherwise mm-hmm. you are look you are considered as a spammer Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I can tell you for Twitter that that you can't post the same thing the next day on the, right. the same your same account. So that's why, you know, when we're done with our show, then when I make up the social media for it, I do eight to ten. So you could number one cherry pick. I mean, I, I will help out my guests. I will I will create all the social media for them so they can do the happy dappy uh, copy paste and and push it out. But then you can start it on an ongoing basis. So you have a few that you can put up uh, over a period of time. It, it's just smart business to me. It's, it's social media business, really, for all of you. You want to set up a strategy. I'll give you an example of another strategy that I have, not necessarily for authors, but for us at the author show. I have a lot, I've accumulated a lot of testimonials over the years that I've been doing this. And so I've put them together, not all of them, but I've put a whole bunch of them together separately in each, in an individual image. In other words, each image is a different testimonial. And I also, of course, refer to the author who has given us those, uh, those testimonials. And I have that on a campaign where every day we have one testimonial that goes out, but every day it's a different one. Mm-hmm. Which, which, what a yep. great idea. Yeah, what a great idea. So for authors, that when people do, let's, let's go, here's an idea. Any, those of you who have Amazon reviews, go up to those reviews. Number one, you should be yep. copying them, moving them to your website. I mean, yeah, to your website on your book so you have it. I always keep track. Um, and the second thing is that you could take a line from a blurb. Uh, but make a blurb from one of the reviews that says you're the best thing since sliced bread. This book opened my eyes to the solutions that I never even thought of, etc. Um, and and put Amazon reviewer, or if you know the name and they'd be okay with that, then you can do that. But that's way to keep juice going, and it's not about buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. I can't tell you, Daniel, you've seen it. How many authors just put up stuff to buy their book? And they don't get it. It does it's not work. It's got to be subtle. Yeah. No. It really so. is a turnoff. So you don't want to do the buy me, buy me. But that's a good idea to use the reviews. And then, you know, with the reviews, again, you can take just one line at a time and, uh, mm-hmm. and post that with your book cover. And that's a different posting. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. And and that really does give you more credibility, frankly, in my opinion. So um, do that. So the strategy of reviews, testimonials, and understand there's testimonial is usually much longer. A review is long. Testimonial is a shorter, maybe a paragraph, but a blurb is usually a line or a phrase. Um, and so what you want to do is just short punches. And then, of course, use your hashtags. I always believe in using hashtags. So uh, yeah, you do talk a lot about the hashtag. That's for sure. And that too, again, the, you know, the name of the name of the game in everything that we do is that don't overdo it. 
You yes. know, don't don't put a gazillion of hashtag, but do put a few. Uh, don't do, do gazillions of posting, but uh, the same posting, but do do a few. Uh, so, but you you mentioned a word um, that I have not even uh, brought up yet, and I want to touch, if that's okay with you, uh, a little bit you. more. You talk yes. about credibility. Credibility mm-hmm. is very important. And when you do an interview, when you conduct an interview on a podcast, that also gives you instant credibility in your field. Quite honestly, it works even, it works much better for nonfiction authors, but even for fiction authors, it adds credibility. You are viewed as an expert in your field. Now, if you're an author of romance novels, you may, you're probably going to be viewed as an expert in romance novels. But if you are an author in a psychological field, for example, uh, let's say ADHD, and you have written a book about it, and you do an interview on a podcast or on regular radio, it doesn't make a difference, but podcasting is really the best platform to go on nowadays. Even the radio station are going to podcast. Uh, that really tremendously looks at you as being an expert in that field, and that can, it won't necessarily do it, but that can really do wonders for your book sale. Huge sales for that. So, and you know, we we have, uh, oh, less than three minutes before we end this show. But I'm going to make a suggestion in looking for you um, that, you know, Daniel, Danielle, literally, you know, you, you apply on authorshowpodcast.com to submit your name, your, your, why you're going to be hot for the show um, through them. But also look at other platforms out there that have a bunch of podcasts on them. For example, you know, our show comes out of the TogiNet network. Go on to toginet.com and look at all the shows on there and check them out. Just as, you know, are they, are they uh, created and, and produced by the host or are there other variables in there pitch to them if they are a fit for you and start getting this ball rolling that's what i'm going to tell you all to do all right daniel any other words of wisdom in our final two minutes well, some people, in fact, I just got the case this morning where a lady asked me, but she just was on, on the, the show. Her podcast, her episode has been broadcast. And she said, well, she said, you know, how many book sales can I expect? Well, it, you mm. know, the, the variable here is what is your book topic about? You know, we, we can bring the exposure, but the, what the relevance is, are these particular people today interested in the topic that you're talking about? So uh, the um, it's very difficult to be able to pinpoint whether the people are going to be interested in your book or not. That really depends on the book. Uh, but the name of the game is that you want to increase your exposure and not just one time, but continuously. Just in advertising alone, the word is, the, the game is played that people do not look at something before they realize what it is that they're looking at. They need to see it at least six times. So being on a podcast one time is not enough. It has to be repeated. So, again, you need to just put your exposure uh, to the power of multiple, multiple, whatever that number can be for you. With that, we're going to thank Danielle Hampson for being with us. Find her at authorshowpodcast.com. Apply to be on her show that is all about authors and their work. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be back with you next week. Happy publishing and definitely keep on writing. Thank you.
thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.